When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast, I'm sharing some real talk about money, because money is an integral piece of our lives and our world, and therefore, it's something that plays a role in what kind of people we are. Today's big idea is that because money can be such an emotional topic, and because our emotions can really influence our thinking and our actions, it's important to take a look at how you might have been impacted by money emotionally in the past. Maybe you didn't have the quote-unquote right clothes because they were out of reach for your family and that left its mark on you in middle school. Or maybe someone in your family uses money to try and get you to do what they want you to do and it makes you feel rebellious. Or maybe someone withheld money from you or didn't pay for something and it made you feel unloved. Any of these kinds of situations can color your thoughts about money and cause you to react emotionally to it. So today, I'm talking with Brittany Sennett, a professional financial planner who helps women take a whole self approach to improving their financial lives. Brittany isn't your typical buttoned up financial planner, and her clients aren't your typical already wealthy investors. She makes it a point to help women reduce their overwhelm and increase their confidence around money. And she's here today to talk to us about how our painful experiences with money in the past might be holding us back and how we can heal from them and grow both as people and as managers of our own finances. Brittany, it is so great to have you here. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So something I've heard you talk about in your Instagram feed are money wounds and how they can both hold us back and be a potential source of growth. Can you tell us what is a money wound? Yeah, thank you for the question. You know, money wounds are really just like any other shadow area that we might have, I think, in our past that might be holding us back to reaching our full potential. And, you know, money wounds are either old habits or old stories that, again, were created in our past and are manifesting in our modern life, right? And and perhaps they're showing up as anxiety. They could be showing up as impulsive behaviors. Um, They could be showing up in a lack mindset that you might have around what you feel you're worth. It's hard to pinpoint exactly, I think, the single definition of a money wound. But I think in general, it's it comes from or stems from a story um, or experience in our past that's still manifesting in some way in our current reality. And we just, if we're not paying attention to it or aware of it, we might not really be realizing how it could really be impacting us, you know, kind of every day and then compounding and compounding and compounding years over years. Mm, Okay. So 
you had an experience with a parking ticket lately that mm-hmm. triggered an old money wound of yours. So what was that experience? And yeah, just kind of help us understand the concept through that story, which I think is such a good way to learn. <laughs> it's funny because a manifestation practice that I I use a lot in my personal life talks a lot about healing your money wounds and opening up these portals to to new money that's coming your way. And often the money wounds that we have are blocking this access to to wealth or abundance. And so I've heard stories of of other women kind of share like, oh, once I unblocked this wound, money came my way. So this story is a little bit about doing some personal unblocking. And then I don't want to spoil it, but some money showing up. So I was in um, Chinatown. I live in Philadelphia. And I went out with some friends and I found a parking spot just a block away from the uh, dim sum place we were going to eat dinner. And we were pumped, right? We, you know, we're going out Saturday night, had dinner, came back to my parking spot and I had a $76 parking ticket on my windshield. And instantly my stomach kind of hurt. Like I felt like a a tenseness in my stomach. My breath kind of got short. And instantly the story in my mind was, how could you be this stupid? You just wasted $76. Like, why didn't you check? How could you be this dumb? Like how, you know, the mind kind of just started to spiral from there. There were so many things you could have spent $76 on. You're being so wasteful. Mm -hmm. Um, How could you do this? Right. Kind of like the story just kind of kept compiling, compiling. And I had to pause and I was like, wait a second. I'm lucky to be in a position where I can afford a $76 parking ticket. It's not how I want to spend $76 on a Saturday night, <laughs> but I can I can make this happen and it's not going to impact me um, or my family. And I was like, you know what? Kind of funny thing. Now I know where not to park in Chinatown next time I come to Chinatown. Like, <laughs> thank you, Philadelphia Parking Authority, for teaching me a lesson about not where to park. About where not to park. Yeah. $76 lesson. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) $76 lesson. Mind (laughs) you, like if I had parked at an expired meter, that ticket's only $36, but they got me for standing, not stand, whatever the sign was that made it $76, which also like, you know, kind of raised the intensity of my feelings about it. Cause it was like, so the next day I received a letter in the mail from a health insurance company that I had had like health insurance through last year. And it was a health insurance rebate check for $76 and 55 cents. Wow. The most random amount of money to be sent to me. I wasn't expecting this check, but I kind of took it as a sign from the universe, right? A little woo here (laughs) as kind of a job well done in terms of just like me owning my money wound and being like, whoa, like the story that I'm telling in my, in my mind right now is not real. It's not reality. It's grounded in some, you know, behaviors in the past, or maybe what someone used to say to me in the past, but it's not real now. It's not defining who I am now and my actions now. And I kind of did my little part to heal that wound. And then bam, I made 55 cents (laughs) on that money wound (laughs) Um, with this rebate check that I was completely not expecting that came literally in the mail the next day. You know, maybe next time it will be like a (laughs) $7,000 check or something that might might mean I have to do a $7,000 money wound check or something. I have to lose the money to get it. I'm not sure how it's all going to play out, but, (laughs) but even just the littlest things you know, the littlest ways that these stories kind of creep up in our minds and can kind of take ownership over 
who we are in the moment and how we see ourselves in the world can, I think, really impact our worth and how, you know, how we might be attracting this good energy and money is kind of a form of energy, right? So it flows and um, we might be blocking or, you know, opening up our access to that energy based on our our past uh, wounds and stories that we're still carrying with us. Brittany, I've got a couple more questions for you, but I need to take a quick break. And we're back. You have an emotional story of what inspired you to become a financial planner. Would you share that with us? Sure. Goodness. Um, So 10 years ago, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer, a very a very aggressive form of breast cancer called inflammatory breast cancer. The prognosis is not a super favorable one. And actually within 18 months of that diagnosis, less than 18 months, actually in July of 2011, she passed away. And what makes this story even, I think more heart wrenching a little bit, but is also connected to where I am today is that my mom received her cancer diagnosis two months after losing her job. So she lost her job in January 2010, got diagnosed with cancer in March of 2010, and then passed away in July of 2011. I was 25 at the time she passed away. My sister was 23. And my mom didn't have any personal life insurance out on herself. She only had benefits through work. So when she lost her job, she lost those benefits. And then she became instantly uninsurable with the diagnosis of cancer. So we knew she was going to die. She had nothing in in place, you know, to carry on, you know, what she, I know, was hoping to be a part of, right, for me and my sister. And on top of that, she really just hadn't really done a lot of financial planning for herself. She was 46, I think, at the time of her diagnosis, 48 when she passed away. And she was a single mom who I think was just doing what she needed to do to take care of you know, me and my sister and just kind of always thought that she would get to it later Mm -hmm. and then later kind of caught up to her. You know, when mom passed away in July of 2011, literally I bought my first house in July, July 1st, my 25th birthday was July 18th and she passed away. I believe it was July 30th. Mm. And I split the funeral bill with my grandmother and my uncle's and I, I literally paid for the food um, at the wake. Um, and I remember how much it was. And I was like, everyone's eating a piece of chicken at this wake because I paid for it. <laughs> but, you know, from that point on, I personally sought out a, a personal, a financial planner to start working with, even though I was, you know, only 25, 26 at that time, because I wanted to make sure that I was creating a different future for myself and my family. And not that I didn't have a great childhood with my mother. But I just wanted to make sure that I was putting the right pieces in place to protect my family and, and take care of everyone and just do that next step that I know my mom had intentions to do, but just didn't, maybe she just didn't find the right partner to help her with that or really get connected to the right advisor that she trusted. And so that's how my financial planning journey started. I actually started working with a financial planner in my late 20s. Actually, five years ago, I started talking to that financial planner about a career in financial planning, because I just have always kind of been drawn to personal finance. And i am always been the geek with like the spreadsheet that's like managing my cash flow and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then actually, last year, in during the pandemic, uh, I quit my job, 
kind of on a whim, but it had been a plan of mine for many, many years because my job just wasn't serving me anymore. Uh, I literally put in my two weeks notice, Kate, on on March 2nd, I think it was, and March 13th was my last day. And mm. that was many people's last day in the office in 2020. Mm. And my financial planner called me in, in about April or May, and he was just wanting to check in. And I was like, hey, I think now it's time to to revisit the conversation of me becoming a planner. If not now, when am I going to do this? And I took a lot of that time off of work to do a lot of reflection on my own money wounds and my own stories. Cause I had a lot of hesitation around what does it mean for me to become a financial planner? Like, are my friends going to hate me? Are, are people going to think I'm a bad person because I'm like talking about money? Can I be in a job that both serves people and takes care of me and my family financially? You know, I was working through a lot of those stories in my head where there was a lot of incongruencies or just shadows that were kind of holding me back. So anyway, I'm sorry, fast forward <laughs> to where I am today. I'm now, you know, building my financial planning practice, serving women and um, minorities, um, LGBTQ and, and BIPOC populations in the space of financial planning, because my mom didn't have the support she needed to take care of herself and, and me and my sister to the extent that I know she would have liked. And I want to make sure that I create a safe and trusting space for people to build their financial plan and, you know, be on the road to living the life that they know is possible for them and their families. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my, my story where I'm at and timing has a really crazy way of working itself out. I wouldn't be here without going through what I went through with my mother. Mm -hmm. And while I miss her dearly, I'm also very grateful for the gift that she left me because I'm now helping a lot of people with my work every day. So, yeah. Well, oh, man. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing your story with us. I, I really appreciate it. And I know that, um, you know, money is an emotional topic and I think it's helpful to hear these real instances of how even a tough, tough emotional time can have all kinds of impacts on our money lives, including ones that are powerfully positive. Um, mm -hmm. So when we notice that we are getting triggered by something in our past, some kind of money wound, those, you know, that, mm -hmm. that, that nasty voice is popping up, whether we got the parking ticket or something else happened. For listeners who are listening, the next time this happens and they notice that they're having an intense emotional reaction to something related to money, what do we do? How can we start to heal that wound? Mm -hmm. Really good question. And I think it might be similar to any time we're having an emotional reaction that just seems out of place for what's going on in our reality. For me, I can tell you that I have to stop and I have to breathe. <laughs> I, you know, breath for me is always a very grounding experience, right? And it helps ground me in my present moment. And for me in the experience, kind of like tracing back through the through the um, ticket experience, you know, my mind was looping. And so I had to take a breath. I had to notice the loops in my mind. And I, I literally have to tell them to stop. I'm like, stop the, you know, stop the loop, breathe. Is how I'm feeling an actual reflection of the present moment? Or is this emotional reaction somehow tied to something in the past? 
Is it not related to what's really going on right now? Is the first question I ask myself. And it might be really hard to distinguish (laughs) between the two, right? Especially if this is a new practice. But for me, you know, those loops of, you know, I could have been spending my money, you know, more wisely. How, how dare you like waste money in that way? It was really tied. Those are, those are stories that are tied to, I think, how I grew up with my mom and my mom grew up in her family. She grew up, you know, very poor with many brothers or just many brothers. She was the only uh, girl. And, you know, her stories carried over into my stories as a child, even if we didn't live the same exact experience. Right. As they do. And yeah, as they do. And so, so that's kind of the process I went to. So you, you're starting to feel triggered. You're maybe feeling anxious or, um, for me, my stomach hurts and my breathing becomes cut off and then the mind starts looping. And so it's about for me, stopping breathing, like regaining control of my breath telling my mind to stop the loop and then reflect, is this feeling grounded in the present or the past? And then for me, from that point, I was like, it's clearly grounded in the past. So what's really true in the present moment? The truth in the present moment was that I can afford this ticket. I'm fine. (laughs) You know, like I'm not hurt by this ticket. And now I know where I shouldn't be parking in Chinatown if I don't want to get a ticket, right? <laughs> and so for me, that I think the last thing, even though it was a little silly, like finding gratitude in the pain of that moment, I think is also a, an important part to kind of like heal the wound because we need to replace the mental loop, the negative mental loop with a positive one to begin to, to create a new... Um, kind of groove in our brain to heal the wound and create a new story for ourselves to then become our lived and real reality, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. For folks who are loving what you're saying, where can they connect with you? Yes, love it. So I'm actively inactive on Instagram, but um, you can find me at Hello Brito. It's Hello, H-E-L-L-O-B-R-I-T-T-O on Instagram. There, you know, I have uh, resources to get in contact with me either through email or you can schedule an intro money session with me, um, a 30-minute session. There's no obligation. It's totally free just to learn a little bit more about the work that I do, um, hear about your stories, what's going on in your life, and share about how we might be able to work together. So that would be my recommendation. Follow me on Instagram and schedule time with me through my link so we can meet, get to know each other, and see how I might be able to help you. Awesome. Well, that's how this conversation came to be, right? We had one of those free 30-minute <laughs> calls. and yeah. We did. And it was awesome. And I was like, I want more people to hear what Brittany has to say. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for um, identifying this topic and just reaching out to me to share my story. And I'm excited to just be connected to your future sessions and, and hear more about the inspiring people in your world, Kate. So thank you. Thanks. Okay, so this is Kate back with your tiny assignment. I'm going to keep it quick. I loved what Brittany said about how she pulled herself back from that emotional brink after the parking ticket. And that was asking herself this question, or these two questions actually Is this related to my past or does it reflect my current reality? Asking yourself those two questions. Maybe it's one compound question anyway. I'm getting hung up on semantics. I'm sorry. 
but trying to figure out if you're really being triggered about something that you're scared about in this present moment, or if you're reacting to something as if you are still living in the past in a perhaps a different financial reality, will help you kind of see if you're dealing with a money wound or if you've really got, you know, a pressing issue on your hand that you just need to take care of. Again, that compound question is, is this related to my present moment or is it more pertinent to my past? Thanks for listening. And I hope that you will come back tomorrow when I am talking about a way to get what you need and give away what you don't for free. And I happen to be obsessed with this particular thing. And I can't wait to talk to you about it. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 